Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 14. Now, there was a big gap between episode 13 and 14, just personal, I don't want to say issues, just life kind of got in the way, but we're back and we're going to use this this episode to go through what I missed in sports world. Uh, after that, we'll go on to MLB playoff picture update, uh, NFL week three. And then over to the bubbles with the NBA and the conference finals and the NHL and the Stanley Cup finals. As those series are also going to continue. But we'll talk about that. Let's start. Let's start with the first day, technically, since the last time I recorded. That'd be September 15th. And this is coming out on the 25th. So we've got some ground to make up. There's a day. There's only one day that's actually missing anything, but. Let's get started. First up, I have to rewind to the NHL's Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the New York Islanders take game 5-2-1, double overtime. Jordan Eberle scoring the winner. The Islanders continuing their season, at least for a few more days at, now that we're looking back at it. Uh... Next up, Miami-Boston, game one, actually. Uh, 117-114 in overtime. This was the Bam Adebayo block on Jason Tatum going up for a dunk. Basically trying to win the game. I don't want to say by himself, but he was going for the win there. I think we all could see that. Uh, Miami, we'll get to it. They've got game five coming up tonight. And as we go through their series, it's been definitely more flows than ebbs for this Miami Heat team. And then finally, it's amazing that we were even here on this day. The Denver Nuggets win Game 7 over the Los Angeles Clippers, 104-89. to Kawhi, Paul George. I mean, Paul George has been talking more than he's been playing throughout these playoffs. I think we've all seen that. Kawhi Leonard... Goes cold. I mean, it's fair. It's going to happen. It almost felt like um, Kawhi in the second round last year against Philly, but in that game, nobody else could score, but he just he picked it up for, this, the, for the Raptors team, and the Clippers don't really... They didn't have that Serge Ibaka, who had a great game, who had a great game seven last year against Philly. Nobody on this Clippers team could be the second option. They kind of always carried themselves like they had been a championship-winning team, but it was Kawhi in this team. And then there were some weird quotes, character issues. I can't imagine Montrez Harrell's going back to that team next year. Apparently, Paul George was talking about this team, we need to get ready to go for another title run. And that was met by eye rolls and groans and moans, which I can't imagine is too great to hear. I definitely don't like the Paul George slander to the extent of this guy's battle mental health issues. I know people aren't going out there to try to hurt this man's feelings. He's a professional athlete. He's made it to this point for a reason, but I think we need to, he had a bad playoffs. Just lay off the guy. It's Paul. It's Pascal Siakam too. Just these guys are allowed to have bad, bad games. Imagine you going to work at, wherever you are and people are heckling you for the job that you're doing even though you're trying really hard you might be struggling in that moment I just 
I understand why people did it. The one thing that for sure went over the top was someone creating a online campaign to make Paul George have to play overseas. That's ridiculous. He's an NBA talent. He was an MVP candidate a year ago, year or two ago with the Thunder. This guy, he's not this bad. This Clippers team, they just got outplayed. They let Murray and Jokic really take control of the game and that's what Murray and Jokic rely on they rely or that's what the Nuggets rely on is those two they need one of them to step up for sure and then they have to rely on streaky shooters which I mean obviously we'll get to the Lakers but that was that's the Lakers model too they just have two better players to do it with September 16th no major no uh there was major league baseball but we'll get there just because we're in the last uh, we're in the last weekend now. The season ends on Sunday. Playoffs are going to start Tuesday, and we'll get into all that fun stuff after we catch up. Uh, September 17th, uh, Miami wins game two, 106 to 101. Again, these scores are close. Miami playing really well. They don't, obviously, Jimmy Butler is their alpha dog, but they don't. I don't know what it they just don't really need him to carry the load like a Kawhi Leonard they just they kind of piece it together Goran Dragic has a big game Batman Abayo has a big game I mean we'll get to Tyler Hero he is a big game Duncan Robinson they kind of have enough guys that can step up and be that number one scorer for a game and I mean it, it'll show from the rest of the series it's it's working and Miami is a win away from the finals. And at this point, it's only game two. You know Boston's coming back with everything they have. Gordon Hayward's getting closer and closer coming back at this point. It's not over, but it's definitely in control of the Miami Heat. Uh, next up, game six between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. At this point, Dallas was already waiting the to see who they would face in the finals and the lightning which it's incredible they do it again they win 2-1 in overtime each round because they played in the round robin instead of the qualifying round they won every series in overtime round one against columbus it was Braden point round two against boston i actually don't remember who scored that one but then anthony sorelli scores in round three to send the Lightning to the Stanley Cup final, and I mean, this is this team is incredible, and they were missing their captain, and that game will be coming up. But this team did it without their captain, and that's and one of the most lethal scorers in the league in Steven Stamkos. He did come back for a period, but Anthony Sorelli also is someone who, because of I mean, I'm a big fan of the, the World Junior Tournament that's always around at Christmas time. And when you look back, there's always NHL... There's obviously people that'll flame out after that, but there's always NHL players there. And I always look at players and go, I don't remember him. And Anthony Sorelli has always scored big goals. He scored a Memorial Cup winning goal in the CHL Championship. He scored an OHL Championship winning goal. He scores big goals in big moments. And it did not surprise me in the least that he scored that, especially that he hasn't been having the greatest statistical playoffs but that guy is uh is an asset to a team he's a penalty killer you can really put him out I mean 
you could put them out on the power play if you wanted to, but I think Tampa Bay has a good enough top six, top eight that they don't really need to expend him in that way, that he can use his energy towards a penalty kill. Finally on that day, Thursday night football, Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I picked the Bengals. I just I got sucked into Burrow looking great and the Browns looking bad. It was looking back, I get to it again with Thursday night this week. 35-30, Cincinnati scores a late touchdown to make it seem closer than it actually was. Burrow looks good. He needs an offensive line. I also really... I, not that I can't deal with Baker Mayfield, because obviously he's not talking to me, but he really thinks the world's against him. I just not that I have anything against him or the Browns. I just I I don't trust them. And he's talking about how oh us in the in the Mayfield house we don't forget these things, and they're going to be holding it against us. And I just I'm kind of thinking, especially in that division, um, you can hold it against me, Baker, if if you guys make the playoffs because I really not even because of Cleveland. I just think because Pittsburgh and Baltimore are so talented that I don't know if Cleveland's really going to have a chance. Baker did look good. Odell Beckham caught a touchdown. Cleveland looked good. They looked a lot better than they did against Baltimore. And I think that's more of a testament to how good Baltimore is than how bad Cleveland was. Next up, September the 18th. It was just, uh, we were waiting for the start of the Stanley Cup final. It was game one between the Lakers and the Nuggets. The Lakers take it 126-114. Again, LeBron and Davis versus Murray Jokic. It's how this whole series has gone. The rest of it comes down to role players. I mean, the Lakers top two are better. I think I kind of like the Nuggets depth better because I don't know what you're getting out of either of the center's JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard, what you're getting out of. You need at least two guards to show up, especially once it comes to the finals. So it's Rajon Rondo and Alex Crusoe and Danny Green, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. You need Kyle Kuzma, who everyone says is their third option. I, I don't really know if I can believe that at this point. I honestly would rather have Michael Porter Jr., who just looks like a better offensive player at this rate. Next up. September the 19th, next day, game one of the Stanley Cup final, Dallas takes a 4-1. It's funny that Dallas should have been winning by more earlier and ended up winning 4-1. It's kind of a weird game. It's a Dallas Stars game. This whole playoffs, I've picked against them in every round, and they just keep proving me wrong. They, Anton Hudobin's been great. He does look like he's doing a little Tim Thomas 2011 impression, and... I mean, they've proven me wrong, and I'll never never fully concede, but at this, at that rate, especially game one that dominant, Tampa Bay, you don't know, maybe they're just tired from those last series. Dallas had a great start. Next up, game three, Boston-Miami. Boston wins, 117-106. Better team performance, getting Gordon Hayward back. And it's not like Miami played bad. It's just Boston played better, and that's how this whole series has been. No team's really been playing bad. It was just, and especially Eric Sprolster and Brad Stevens, they're both almost, not manipulative, but they're just maniacal. They're geniuses. Uh, as basketball coaches, they just figure 
they figure out what to do in every moment. You're giving them zone defense. Okay, drive to the basket. Okay, you're doing this. Okay, we'll get open threes. They just, it's constant adjusting. And you can really, that's why Nick Nurse got an extension because he can, he can change things. He's willing to change things. He, he threw a box and one, which is not an outdated defense, but it's something that's rarely used. He did it to Steph Curry. I mean, obviously Steph Curry still averaged 30 points in the finals because, but that's more of a testament to Steph and how good he is and how much the Raptors were really scared of him last year. All right, next up, NFL Sunday. Uh, actually, we'll start at Lakers Nuggets. Lakers win 105-103. Up 2-0 in the series. This is the Anthony Davis game winner. A shot that frame by frame kind of looks similar to one of the game winners Kobe hit. He hit them in Kobe's shoes. And at that rate, once they hit that shot, I kind of, in my head, just went, mm. I know Denver's really good, but that might have been that might have been the blow that really that really knocks them out, especially that they've played two seven-game series and been down 3-1 both times. It just, everything was pointing towards, eh, that might be it, not it for the Nuggets, but they're in deep trouble, especially against this Lakers team. Sunday, though, obviously, football. It's it's great week two. Uh, the Bears beat the Giants. Giants lose Saquon Barkley. That's what most of these kind of short recaps are. I know we're gonna get to week three. Um, seventeen thirteen, Mitch going to Atlanta this weekend. Uh, this is a real test game because sure you beat the Lions and the Giants, but this Falcon team is gonna put up points unless the Bears defense is really that good this weekend and. Basically, you're just going to have to try to score with them. Speaking of those Falcons, they did it again. They blew another lead. They lose 40-39 to to the Cowboys. Last-second field goal. The only thing I really have to say about Atlanta, well, two things. One, Russell Gage, wide receiver, throws an amazing pass to Julio Jones that he drops in the end zone. That would have been the difference. Another time, they're up 20, I believe they're up 26-10, to and they try to go for two and miss it. And... That costs you the game. If you just take the extra point there, you have that Cowboys last second field goal and that ties the game and goes into overtime and it's a coin flip away from winning that game. It's good for Dallas. They looked good. Atlanta at 0-2 is they lost to the Seahawks and the Cowboys who are playing this weekend. It's not the end of the world, but I also don't think this team really had playoff aspirations. And I think Dan Quinn has to be on the hot seat. Him, Matt Patricia, Adam Gase, to me, are the three that are at risk of losing their job. And speaking of Matt Patricia, this guy is supposed to be a defensive wizard. They go up early in the first half against the Packers. They end up losing 42-21. Sorry, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Just, if I didn't like Russell Wilson so much, and I liked Russell Wilson at the beginning of the year for MVP, I kind of like him every year. And maybe this is the year that they're just letting him throw, and it's going to... It's going to work out. Uh, but Rodgers, Rodgers is just amazing. Not that Matt Stafford's bad. It's, he's also very impressive, but he just doesn't have the defense of the team around him really to help. Uh, speaking of help, Kirk Cousins, he looks like he has the help he needs, but they still lose to the Colts 28-11. 
Kirk Cousins has uh or yeah, Kirk Cousins had less passing yards than Stefan Diggs did receiving. So I think that tells you quite a bit about Kirk Cousins. Will reverse steps back up. I'm not trusting this Colts team. I would rather have the Texans at 0-2 who are looking at Antonio Brown. I don't know if that's really the smartest move, but you need a weapon at least in that offense. And I mean, if you add Antonio Brown to Will Fuller and Kenny Stills and David Johnson, I think that is a much improved offense. And Houston sits at 0-2, but they could easily come back, especially in that division. It's always a crapshoot. Uh, but Kirk Cousins throws for barely over 100 yards. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they beat Miami 31-28. Closer game than it should have been for Buffalo. And Miami actually looked they looked pretty good. Fitzmagic, I know I wanted to, uh, to play, but maybe it's just right that he's going to, especially, I'll get it to it in the Thursday game, but Tua looks like he's having fun, honestly, having almost a redshirt year. But Josh Allen, most passing yards in the league, uh, no interceptions so far. He's very impressive. And this, I think this Bills team has a great test this weekend in the Rams. And they beat the they beat the Jets and the Dolphins, to be fair, at 2-0. But you need to beat those teams, especially especially if you're on the road. That's, that's going to make a big difference. Now you got a home game next time, and that's going to make a big difference. Speaking of those Jets, they lose to the 49ers, 31-13. Again, another game, just injuries galore. Jimmy G, Raheem Mostert, Nick Bosa. The only extent we really know at this point, Nick Bosa's out for the year, torn ACL, and the Jets still couldn't do anything. Nick Mullins came in and just kind of game-managed his way to the victory. Again, 31-13, the Jets the worst team in the league. San Francisco, I think they're in big trouble now. A lot of people said it, and I wish I was a part of it. I just thought this team was too well-built to really collapse after a Super Bowl loss, but now it's just looking more and more evident and likely. I know, and one of those reasons why is L.A. Rams. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles 37-19. This looks like a Sean McVay offense from two years ago when they had that shootout with the Chiefs. They're good. I don't think the Eagles are good, but this Rams team's good. And again, going to Buffalo this weekend, that's going to be that's going to be a big game. Uh, next up, Pittsburgh takes down Denver. I'm glad that I got to skip a couple games before talking about injuries again. Drew Locke hurt for I think two two to six weeks. They said at this point, that's that's killer for Denver. I I like them as a playoff team and. They just they couldn't pull it out. I mean, this Pittsburgh offense is really good. Again, they've beaten the Giants and the Broncos. Now we're gonna wait for them for a real, to have a real test. But I mean, for now, just rack up those W's as you can. And Denver this weekend, they're gonna be hosting the Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they beat the Panthers thirty-one seventeen. Again, storyline doesn't really feel like. The actual game, it's Christian McCaffrey gets hurt out for a few weeks uh, on IR, so he's out for at least three weeks. That's killer for Carolina. I I liked them as a sneaky, just a fun team. I didn't think they would really do anything or compete, but now without McCaffrey, that's I think they have an underrated receiving core. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. It's underrated, but it's still 
It's not really enough without that threat of McCaffrey at every level. Uh, next up, Tennessee takes down Jacksonville 33-30. Jacksonville, two close games, two very competitive games, especially in the division. Tennessee wins on a Steven Goskowski field goal again. Didn't miss as many, but still got the winner with just around a minute left. Tennessee again. Don't really know if I believe in them. I I want to believe in Houston. I do. I, I don't like the Colts, but it might really just be Tennessee's to run away with, especially if the Texans, I mean, they have a horrible skit. Like, those first few weeks are horrendous that they might be out of the race too early. Next up, Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals. I take down the Washington football team, 30-15. to 15. DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake, and obviously Kyler. They're just such a lethal, potent offense. It's amazing to watch, especially this was a great game of a great offense versus a great defense and early in the season. I think if this game was in week 12, week 13, I think it would have been a closer game, but that Washington defense is still legit. And Dwayne Haskins still not really throwing any passes, like deep, deep balls from from what I watched. But it's okay. It's not It's not a bad thing. I mean, I don't really think he has that many home run threats. I love Terry McLaurin. Kind of wondering with the running back situation now. This team isn't really a playoff contender. They could be. If the Cowboys really falter, I think the division's wide open. But for now, they're just a mediocre team, and they're playing Cleveland this weekend. Uh, next up, Baltimore takes down Houston 33-16. Again, I want to believe in Houston. They played Kansas City and then Baltimore. That's really two really tough back-to-back matchups. They got to play Baltimore at home, I guess, which is at least a little bit more of an advantage. Baltimore still ran the ball over them. I love Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. It's it's not Ingram and Kamara, but it is something similar where even Gus Edwards gets in there. I love Lamar as a pass, like he just has ascended as a passer even more than before. And this is this is a fun team. This is, I assume, it's a. I mean, not assume it at this point. It's, everyone's got to be pretty sure that this is a playoff team. But you never know. Football's football's crazy. Just like Kansas City, they escape the Chargers, and escape is definitely the right word. 23-20 in overtime. Harrison Butker has to hit three 50-plus yard field goals to win the game, and hit and just each time he kicked it, each each kick, it just got better. It looked like he could have made that from 70 yards. Monday night, I hope it doesn't get overhyped, but Chiefs Ravens, Lamar versus Mahomes, even just the kicking battle. Justin Tucker has been the most consistent kicker for how long now, and. Harrison Butker, he proved it to him. He proved it to everyone that he's, I mean, at least to me, he's probably the second best kicker with Tucker, maybe the best. I think it's a it's a debate that not a lot of people have, but I'll for sure have it. But yeah, they escape. Mahomes, amazing. Justin Herbert plays because, but right before, a few minutes before the game, uh, Terod Taylor is getting a painkiller injection in his, I want to say in his back. Doctor accidentally punctured his lung. The team wanted him to play. I don't think it was they were trying to force him to play. They just wish he could have played. So Herb, Justin Herbert, rookie out of Oregon, 
I think he said seconds before the kickoff was told that he's starting. He comes in, throws for 300 yards. He's a he's a big, powerful runner. He reminds me of, of a slower Josh Allen, I guess. But not a bad passer by any stretch. And having those weapons with the Chargers, I think this team is going to be at least fun going forward. And the playoffs seem pretty wide open in the AFC, so be interesting to see i think the chargers can definitely contend in that spot i, I kind of wrote them off once they lost her james but i guess they did it last year too without him although didn't have that great of a season uh i don't want to say finally it was sunday night seahawks take down the patriots russell wilson i love that i picked him before the year for mvp he's the mvp favorite now I loved that battle between him and Cam Newton. That was a great game. It was a good. It was a Super Bowl matchup, if everyone remembers. Uh, this time, the tides turn. The Patriots get stopped at the one yard line. I didn't. Not that I didn't love that play call, but I mean, the odds are in your favor if you're running from the one yard line with Cam Newton. I just I I understand the trust in that, but it's it's funny that the Patriots win a Super Bowl because. The Seahawks don't hand it off to Marshawn Lynch, and the Seahawks win this, obviously, regular season game because they don't throw it. It's just it's really great irony there. I already talked about the Lakers, uh, uh, the Anthony Davis game winner. Uh, game two. Yeah, game two of the Stanley Cup final. It took me a second. Tampa Bay wins 3-2. Definitely needed to win that one, or else Dallas would have really just they could have played shut down hockey for the rest of the series and taken over. At least made it one one is definitely a lot better than two nothing. But we'll get to that next game after we'll go to Monday Night Football. Vegas and the Saints. I picked the Saints. I think a lot of people did. I didn't really consider the opening the new stadium uh, in Las Vegas that crucial that that important but Derek Carr and that offense they're they're good there's there's no question about it they're legit and Drew Brees has lost a step and he needs Michael Thomas on the field to really be as productive as he has been the Saints are playing Sunday night against the Packers Vegas is visiting the Patriots which is a 2-0 and versus a 1-1 game and I don't think anyone thought the Raiders would be the undefeated team facing the Patriots uh, almost there, 22nd. Uh, Nuggets come back, win game three, 114-106. This game wasn't really that close. It it looks, when you just look at it, look at those numbers, it's close. The end of the game, Anthony Davis is shaking his head. LeBron James is hitting his head against the stanchion. Not hard, but just, they're just frustrated. And that game was really never close. And again, Murray-Jokic, just a great combination and a fun series, at, at least. If it was, again... Is the same thing with Tampa Bay Dallas. If this series went to three nothing, it just it would suck the life out of the series. All right, next up, Game Three, Stanley Cup Final. Steven Stamkos returns. He scores in the first period and just leads an onslaught for a Tampa Bay victory. Stamkos again only plays the first period, unfit to play for Game Four tonight. Tampa Bay wins five two, and just this is the not the worst matchup for Dallas, but. Knowing that they kind of have to open it up offensively is scary against this Tampa Bay team. Just that top line alone, Palat, Point, Kucherov, 
having Stamkos on the fourth line made a difference. He's a threat. Obviously, he scored on a classic great Steven Stamkos shot. It was great to see. It's good to see that he's been in the bubble the whole time with his teammates. Just a good leader, a good captain, and showed up and did what he could. And I don't think anyone can discredit that. Uh, other game that night, Miami wins 112-109. This was the Tyler Hero show. And to be honest, I, I can't can't lie, Tyler Hero has been my guy. I, I, Not that I follow a lot of like high school basketball, but I hear about them because of college basketball. And I heard about this kid. He's going to Kentucky. It's a product or a place where they produce NBA talent and I watched him I loved his shooting stroke I loved his aggressiveness in the tournament they didn't obviously they didn't win but I still thought he played well and then now 37 points just and everyone looks at him and goes oh he's just gonna chuck up three pointers and sure he's gonna make three pointers but he's still going to the basket Jimmy Butler hits him with a great pass on a cut to the basket late in the game he just really dominated again this heat team plays as a team obviously a a lot of the teams do but they just have different guys that can step up Duncan Robinson's been kind of cold for the last few games I don't think it would surprise anyone if you hit eight or nine threes in one of these games just because that's how their offense runs and if they have him and Hero out there together they're running all over the court wrecking havoc like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson obviously not to the same level but it's a, it's a lethal combo, especially that both of them are not just three-point shooters. You have to account for, oh, this guy can go to the basket. Duncan Robinson is a like an undersized four, like power forward, but Miami is up 3-1. It's the position you really want to be in, obviously, but I don't doubt the Celtics. I think, I think they come out and, I mean, obviously your season's on the line. They're going to throw everything at this Heat team. Jason Tatum had zero points in the first half. Went off in the second half, but it just it wasn't enough. You can't have zero points in a half in a playoff game, especially if we're going to consider you a top five, top ten player in the league. Just not acceptable. Uh, now, we're on a yesterday. Let's start Thursday night football. Miami absolutely dominates Jacksonville. I picked the Jags. I Again, I fall, fell prey to this team looked good and this team looked bad. But then I went back and watched that Miami game and I realized they didn't look bad. They kept it close against a Buffalo team that I think is probably winning the division. And um, uh, I shouldn't say probably. They're going to be in division contention and for sure in playoff contention. other game uh the lakers take a 3-1 lead over the nuggets and this was i mean i said it before the game i I wrote about it before the game making the picks Uh, i can find that blog um you can find it uh jack-dion99.blogspot.com again daily picks nba nhl uh nfl when it's on MLB, especially with playoffs coming, it's going to be a lot of games. But I said it before the before the Lakers game. No matter what happens in this game, it's a good it's a good scenario. It's either the Nuggets go down three one for a third time, and now everyone's going to believe in the Nuggets, or it's a two two series and it's a best of three. The Lakers winning, they dominate. And I don't want to say they dominate. They 
they win, they push the spread, which is annoying. I always hate that, but this Lakers team's up 3-1. Miami's up 3-1. We're one win. We're technically two wins away from the NBA Finals. I just, I'm never, I, I never want to doubt a team that has their back against the wall, especially the Nuggets have proved it twice that they can do it. I think this Lakers team is definitely built different, and it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and LeBron James tomorrow could turn around and score 40 with 15 rebounds and 15 assists. That I don't think that would surprise anyone, but I don't know if he needs to do that, especially with Anthony Davis there. All right, that's that's all the that's all the catch up needed for sports. All right, now let's get into the MLB playoffs. Uh, most most of the spots seem to be set right now. The NL is a little up in the air. We'll start in the AL. That uh, Tampa Bay, the one seed. Uh, we have a great match. We have a great race going on in the AL Central now. The White Sox seem to be in pole position. For the last week or two, the Twins have gone, gone, uh, have gone on a hot streak, and the Indians were beating uh, uh, Cleveland. Sorry, were uh, beating Chicago at the same time. So now Minnesota is the two seed. Oakland, which it sucks that they don't have Matt Chapman. I think they can still piece piece it together. To I mean. A World Series run for any of these teams isn't out of the question. The A's, I kind of doubt that now that you don't have Matt Chapman, but this this team isn't built on one player. So they sit as the three seed, the four seed is now the White Sox. Fun young team, perfect year for them to make the playoffs. The Yankees sit as the five seed. They've been hot and cold. Everyone's coming off the uh, uh, injured list, and now it's their time. you got to pick it up, and hopefully... Uh, I mean, I don't want to say hopefully, but I mean, you're right at that edge there. If you're the Yankees, you could be going to Chicago. You could be going to Minnesota. You could end up hosting one of those teams. They're right on the edge there. They got Miami for their last series. Miami also in a playoff race, but the Yankees are the better team. They just need to decide if they want to rest guys, get ready for the playoffs, or if they want to try to win and try to host these playoff this first round. Houston... Boo, or they are one game away from clinching the sixth seed. They're second in the division. The Angels are playing the Dodgers. I don't think they're going to win. We're going to have to see Houston in the playoffs. I know that's what everyone outside of Houston wanted, but they're still a good team. They're still going to be fun, and right now they'd be playing Oakland, and I think that'd be a great series. I mean, it's division rivals, which, funny enough, every series in the AL except for Right now, Chicago and the Yankees would be division matchups because Cleveland is the seventh seed, and they're getting hot at the right time. The Blue Jays clinch their playoff spot. They're the eighth seed because they can't move ahead of the uh, they can't move ahead of Houston, or even if the Angels somehow sneak their way in, they wouldn't be able to move up just because the second, even though they have a better record, the second place team gets precedent in this year. I think. If we keep this format moving forward, I would probably want to change that. But let's go over the NL. Dodgers, number one seed. They've been dominating all year. Again, for them, this is, this is to me, the great comparison. I thought of the LA Dodgers are the New Orleans Saints baseball. They have all this regular season success, but you need to show up in the playoffs. 
and that's all LA needs to prove at this point. Dodgers two, or uh, Dodgers one seed, uh, the Braves at the two seed. Chicago they can clinch. Uh, the Cubs can clinch the division. Uh, the Padres are the four seed. St. Louis is the five seed right now. This is where we get into kind of a mess. The Marlins six seed. Cincinnati's the seven seed. San Francisco's the eight seed. So again, uh, all these teams. Uh, just outside Milwaukee, who we had a weird Milwaukee story that um, uh, the Milwaukee that uh, someone snuck onto their field, and uh, I don't know if they destroyed it. They used a tractor and were kind of going all over the field. It's kind of crazy. Uh, if we're looking to today, uh, clinching scenarios: the Astros can clinch a playoff berth uh, if they win. Or the Angels lose. Miami can clinch a playoff spot. Uh, if they beat the Yankees. And the Phillies lose. Who they're playing the Rays this weekend. The Reds can clinch a playoff spot. If they win over the Twins. And the Phillies lose. And one of either the Brewers or the Cardinals lose. In their doubleheader. Uh, the Rays. They can clinch the number one seed. Uh, in the AL with a win over the Phillies and an A's loss to the Mar- uh, Mariners. The Cubs can clinch the NL Central with a win over the White Sox and uh, two Cardinals losses to the Brewers in their doubleheader. So a lot of weird, unpredictable scenarios. Again, just to go over teams that are in the Dodgers, this is in order of how they clinch the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Rays, the A's, the Twins, the Padres, the Yankees, the Braves, Cleveland, the Cubs, and the Blue Jays. So we got this this weekend left to kind of figure it out. Uh, should definitely be a fun race. Besides, uh, besides the teams that are uh, in the AL, it's just is if Houston will clinch or if the Angels can pull off a miracle, which at this point not looking likely. I mean. In the NL, it's still so yeah. St. Louis, Cincinnati, Miami, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Or sorry, let's go back. St. Louis twenty eight and twenty six. Cincinnati twenty nine and twenty eight. Again, St. Louis missed the. Uh, I think they were the set. Miami missed the beginning of the year, so St. Louis missed started missing games a few weeks in. Uh, Cincinnati twenty nine and twenty eight. Miami twenty nine and twenty eight. San Francisco twenty eight and twenty eight. Philadelphia twenty eight and twenty nine. Milwaukee 27 and 29. That's about where contenders stop. Then you got the Mets 26 and 31, Colorado 25 and 31, Washington 23 and 34, Arizona 22 and 34, Pittsburgh 18 and 39. So definitely in the AL it's much more decided, but in the NL the bottom feeders are definitely bottom feeders at that. All right, NFL week three. Uh, first up, Bears at the Falcons. Falcons minus three and a half. If the Falcons want to win, it's got to be a shootout. They got to make Trubisky try to score with them. That's really their only way to win. I like the Falcons to win this game, just just because I don't trust Mitch, not even because I trust the Falcons. If Falcons lose this one, my trust goes out the window for them for the rest of the year. This is zero and two. You're facing a two and zero team. Your team's back. Your team. Your back is against the wall. This is your time to show up. Uh, next up, LA Rams at Buffalo. Buffalo minus two and a half. 
It's going to be a close game. I like the field goal spread. I think I like the Bills to win. I'm not sure if I believe in the Rams yet. This is the game for them to prove. If they win this game, that, that proves it to me. But it also doesn't discredit Buffalo. Next up, a surprisingly good but weird matchup. Cincinnati visiting Philadelphia. Philadelphia minus 6.5. Both teams sit at 0-2. Uh, by the way, Buffalo and the LA Rams are the only game of undefeateds. Uh, in this guy, I don't know, Burrow. Burrow versus Wentz. I think it's a fun matchup. I think I like the Eagles to win, but six and a half is a bit too much of a spread for me. I think I'll take the Bengals. Uh, next up, Washington, Cleveland, both at one and one. Uh, Cleveland at home, minus six and a half. Again, I don't, I just don't trust Cleveland. I actually, more than I don't trust Cleveland, I just really like Washington's defense. And I like the six and a half, and I think I kind of like Washington to win that one. Win that one. Uh, if you want to check out my final picks that I'll make at the last second. Uh, again, check out the blog. It'll be in the description, uh, jack-dion99.blogspot.com. Uh, next up, Tennessee at Minnesota. Minnesota plus two and a half at home. I don't trust this Vikings team. I think they're horrible. I like the Titans to win and cover. <laughs> Not much more explanation than that. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, again, this is the only thing I'm looking at it now that could trip me up between Tennessee and Minnesota. Tennessee 2-0, two really close wins. Minnesota 0-2, not that close of games. Uh, next up, Las Vegas, the Raiders, visiting the Patriots. Patriots minus 6.5. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be really fun, a possible shootout. I think the Patriots' defense has looked suspect at best, especially compared to last year. I like the Patriots to win, but I like the Raiders to cover that spread. I think this is probably maybe a field goal game. It's definitely going to be close. All right, next up, San Francisco stays on the East Coast. They're facing the New York Giants. Giants plus four and a half again. 49ers lost Bosa, Raheem Mostert, Jimmy Garoppolo. Bosa is the only one we know that's out for the year. I don't know. Nick Mullins, to me, looked good enough against the Jets that I trust the Niners. I think they can figure out how to game plan to make Mullins look better. I like the Niners. winning cover. And, I mean, the Giants lost Saquon Barkley. That's that's their offense right there. Uh, next up, Houston at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus 3.5. I like the Texans to cover. I'm not really confident in that. I think this Pittsburgh offense, they're four-headed monster, really, at wide receiver. Eric Ebron's looked great. Their running backs are a little questionable, but I still like the Steelers to win. I think Houston keeps it close, at least... For their sake, this could be their season. Next up, Jets visiting the Colts. Colts minus 10.5. That's a that's a hefty spread. Again, I don't trust Phil Rivers. I don't really like the Jets. I would not touch this game betting-wise with a 10-foot pole. Um, I'll take the Colts to win, but I think the Jets cover. I think they keep this close. I think Darnold offensively is enough to keep them in this game. And, I mean, Philly Rivers could really blow this game. And could really send this Colts team into a spiral. Next up, Carolina at the LA Chargers. Chargers minus seven and a half. Again, Herbert looked good. Teddy Bridgewater has enough weapons. I think the Chargers win. I think the Panthers cover that spread. I think it's a little too big, and I think we're putting a little too much faith in a rookie quarterback. 
Uh, next up, Dallas at Seattle. Seattle minus four and a half. I like the Seahawks to win. I like Dallas to keep it close, though. I think this will be a shootout. Dak versus Russell Wilson, great quarterback matchup. Defensively, I think both of these teams are mediocre. I don't think either of these teams are great. I think Jamal Adams has made a big difference for Seattle, and I'm surprised Dallas hasn't signed Earl Thomas yet. I mean, especially for this game, that would be fun. Uh, next up. I feel like I'm going to say this. I feel like this might be the trap game, but Tampa Bay at Denver. Denver plus five and a half. Denver signed Blake Bortles this week. They're probably going to start Jeff Driscoll, who looked fine. Still, he kept it close, but ultimately not enough. I trust I trust Brady. I, trust, I don't trust the Bucs. I trust, actually, I don't know why I said trust Brady. They're both Brady's 43-year-old quarterback. I think it's hard to trust him at this point. I like the Bucks to win and cover. I don't love it. I think come Sunday I might change my mind, but for right now, I just don't trust Jeff Driscoll. As good as the uh, Broncos defense can be and Novon Miller and Brady hasn't had the best luck at uh, mile high, I still like the Bucks to win. Uh, all right, Detroit at Arizona. Arizona minus five and a half. I remember this game last year. They tied the worst thing in sports. NFL, please listen. Change your overtime. Just give both teams a possession, especially in this game. Two great offenses. Right now, I'm I'm leaning Cardinals winning cover. I definitely like the Cardinals to win this game. I think last second I might go with the Lions to cover. I think offensively they can keep up. Not well, but enough. Just cover that. All right, Sunday night, Green Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans minus three and a half. They have some ridiculous record against the spread against teams that are undefeated. That's so random, but I love I love sports and gambling just because of stuff like that. Um, I trust Rodgers. I don't trust Breeze. Michael Thomas seems like he's out for this week and maybe next. I'll go with, I mean, with the Packers, I'm getting plus points and getting a team on the road. I'll take it. I'll take Rodgers. And the Packers. Uh, Monday night, Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore minus three and a half. I think this has the potential of being the game of the year. It's a great Monday night game. Mahomes versus Lamar again. Even the kicking matchup's fun. Kansas City's defense is a little suspect, which means it could be a shootout similar to the Rams and Chiefs of a couple years ago. I like the Chiefs. I just, I can't, I don't really have myself sold on this whole Baltimore team yet. Uh, Mahomes in this offense look great. I think they need to include Clyde Edwards-Alaire a little more, but I think for this game, there's going to be good game planning. They have a bit of a longer rest from the last game, and I like the Chiefs again. This could be a last-second call, but this is going to be a great game, and I'm real excited to watch it. Uh, That's about it. Again, NBA, we're in the conference finals tonight. Miami-Boston game five. Uh. I kind of like Boston to win this game. I think they keep their season alive. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't surprise anyone to see because of how Miami, how well Miami's played this playoffs. Uh, other than that, Denver down three one again. Let's see if they can do it again. I, I'm definitely cheering for it at least, at least to a game seven. If they lose a game seven, that's pretty incredible that they play three rounds and play the maximum amount of games. Uh, other than that. Uh, if you want to follow, subscribe anywhere on the show, it'll be in the description down below. Again, if you want to find the picks, jack-dion99.blogspot.com, daily picks all around. And besides that, 
We'll see you next time.